because the phrase it's too random to be random is so dumb. Yeah. I'm too random it. to be random. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm as random as it actually gets. I you know Welcome to the What's Already Podcast. We fashion ourselves television, Judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Carter. I'm here with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit the follow, subscribe, like, bell notification, all those fun buttons. Um, we like fun buttons. Tell your friend about us, too. All of them. Every one of them. Tell them to listen, watch, do whatever it is. Um, it'll be fun because we try to have a good time. Uh, we are live, and we're going to be talking about Andor. Season one, episode five. I can't believe we're already five episodes into this show. Like, it feels nothing's happened in five whole episodes. I know it, it feels weird. This is what happens when you get those first three episodes in one episode. Because I mean, we've technically only watched three weeks worth of Andor, but we're mm-hmm. up to episode five. Um, slow episode, compared very slow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy kind. Of the underlying hints that they gave with Andor and like his prior experience with the Empire to kind of showcase what he knows what he's talking about. But when that is happening in the background of literally nothing else, yeah. I was I was I was just kind of dragging a little bit to get through it. Yeah, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, like I love the stuff that it, it's so weird. So you can tell that. No matter, even though we're what, like 12 shows in for D- Disney Plus, like they still haven't figured out the formula yet. And I think they're trying too hard with certain formulas, but because some shows have been like 20, 30 minutes, and it was, I think there's only been a couple that it worked really well for. This one, I feel like I, I got in 45 minutes. I was like, okay, if it's as good as the four, third and fourth, I'll be okay. But, and I'm not saying it was bad. I liked it. It was just. Long. There was more stuff in there than needed to be there. I think everything that has to do with Mon Mothma right now, they better get some payoff on this shit because right now, I don't care. Like I, I, I just don't care. I, there's nothing that I'm learning from Mon Mothma and her story that adds value to what I already know about Mon Mothma. Like the only, yeah, the only thing I could see. And I don't know much about the books or the expanded universe, legends, canon, all that stuff. But the only thing I can think of is that they're leading up to a split mm-hmm. for her where she splits off from her uh, boo and joins the rebellion, like dives headfirst and becomes the rebel. Yeah. But they're really taking their sweet time getting there. Yeah. Well, and we know because she's still a senator in Rogue One. So we know she's not like the pariah that they're almost setting her up to be. Yeah. Uh, and and she doesn't go full. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure if I remember, I haven't watched Rogue One in forever. I probably should have gone back and watched it before this started. But I'm almost 90% sure she's still a, a senator in Rogue One. She's just still yeah. leading the rebellion. And then I know that in like episode four in the new hope she's not like she's the head of the rebellion and that's it because they dissolved the senate right but i'm just like i just don't look i'm not surprised by the fact that her family life is suffering because she's a senator she's a she's a leader of the rebellion she's 
no shit, Sherlock. Like, I don't need to see that in order for me to believe that Mon Mothma is a badass. Like, I know she's cool. But I liked the air of mystery that she always had. Like, who is this woman? How did she get where she's at? And I, I just don't care for where we're going. Yeah, me. so then if that's where they're going, they they got to be trying to pull in new viewers. Got to be. Or get people who are Andor's their first exposure to Star Wars involved in her character arc and story. And, I mean, honestly, she only shows up in, what, like two other films? Yeah, so two or three. there's, I mean, it's not like you have to invest a huge amount of time into figuring out who she is. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think she spends more time in in Rebels than she does anything else. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Here's the the part that's rough for me is I don't care about that. The two places that I found myself enjoying the show was the old police officer dude and his mom. Like that shit was great, Be- and it's crazy because outside of Andor, and if it weren't for the fact that we had Rogue One, the character development would not be nearly as good for Cassian as we're seeing for this cop, this former security guard or whatever the hell he was. His character development is outrageously fun. Like, it is interesting. It's twisted. It's dastardly. And, like, I'm like, this is messed up. Like, his mom's a dick. Like... (laughs) Yeah, and his uncle Harlow, whoever it is. Yeah, and I'm so I'm just like... And the only thing I could think of that would be interesting, even more interesting, is if Harlow turned out to be, uh, what's his face? Like, Luthen? Yeah, Luthen. Like, I know it's not, <laughs> but that would be intriguing, right? Like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, so I'm interested in him and what's going on with him, and, but it was very mi- m- minute what we saw with him. I'm interested in Cassian and the whole that whole team was an interesting dynamic. I'm really liking the dude that he's kind of been facing off with the, during this episode. Um, and I love the kid that's got his manifesto thing. Like, that's an interesting... So I'm loving that team. I also want to see a little bit more of this ISB agent. Mm-hmm. Um, she's interesting. So for me... I would have liked it if they had gotten rid of... Whoops, don't mind their background. I would have liked it if they had gotten rid of completely the Mon Mothma stuff and just had us back and forth between the Andor and the team and then the I, more of the ISB agent and her, because we only got the one scene, and then even more or just enough of what we got, the same amount of what we got with this dude that's now been ousted from his job and is living at home with his mom. Uh, but casting it, like, the whole... Yeah, the Mon Mothman thing just pisses me off. It's annoying. I'm in the same boat. It drives me nuts. And even with the ISB agent, I mean, they're connecting dots mm-hmm. at an alarmingly quick rate. <laughs> yeah. So you could almost just throw in an investigation of her, you know, going off to Kessel or mm-hmm. to one of these other places that they mentioned asking a few questions, doing some digging, figuring out, you know, connecting two locations to one another and kind of building her story up instead of just that one scene we got where they already did all the work or it's all speculation at this point where they're just guessing and they're saying, oh, A squared plus B squared has to equal C squared. This has got to be it. Yeah. Because the phrase, it's too random to be random, 
It's so dumb. Yeah. I'm too random it. to be random. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm as random as it actually gets. I, you know. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm the living, you know, foil to that statement. So. Yeah. Between that. the two of us, very little of the shit that comes out of our mouths is actually planned. It's yeah, random. No, no. Yeah. And people would be like, that's too random to be random. No, it's really not. It's just random. Um, yeah, I had I had issue with that statement. The other thing that pissed me off about that scene, even though I love the ISB agent, is okay. We're in a universe. We're in a galaxy. This is not like the United States, where you got a handful of populous nation countries or states rather in a country. We're in a galaxy of millions, thousands of planets at least. Why do we always have to bring up the same twelve? Like, Jesus. I <laughs> Because nobody else would know what was going on. Dude, like, really, all of a sudden, we, we go six movies without hearing the about the planet Jakku. And now, all of a sudden, it's like <laughs> this. It's a desert shithole. It, it's not some hub of activity. We hear one movie, for six movies, about Kessel. And now all of a sudden it's this, um, and I'm like, come on, it, there's got to be other planets. I don't need you to drop names of planets I know. I'd rather you drop planets, names of planets I don't know so that I'm like, oh, what's this planet? What happens here? Is this new? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get the Jakku because that's where Ray is in the sequels, right? Correct. Yeah, do Jeddah because that's where Saw Gerrera is operating his cell right? of rebels. Like if you're going to throw in a nod... Throw it in somewhere where it makes sense. Yeah. Jaku doesn't make any sense except that Ray's there. Yeah. It's a desert shithole planet. It, it's nothing. Like, it's, <laughs> seriously, it's not even cool until the rebellion has a, war, a battle there at the end. It's like, come on. It, we're not even to that point yet. We're not even close to that point yet. So stop making Jaku something it's not. And yeah. it, just to force the name in there, they're like, I know that name. I, come uh, on. I recognized it. it. Fucking pisses me off. Yeah, that one in Kessel. Like, I get Coruscant because it's the capital of the universe, right? Like, the, the galaxy. Mm-hmm. But come on, just make up some names. I, I don't need names yeah. I know. Like, Jesus. You have an endless amount of opportunities to use. Sure. And I even get Kessel to a certain point because there's the whole spice running shit that comes. But so that makes sense in the context of things getting stolen from the Empire. But why is the Empire even on Jakku at this point? Like, there's no reason to be. It's a yeah scavenger, like you said. Hellhole. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So that one, that one kind of got to me. Um, I will say what story I'm interested in is this lieutenant that's helping them because he fell in love with the girl that was like on the planet. And he had to like, listen to that douchebag on the freaking parapet. Talk about the smell of the people. And I was like, okay, that's intriguing. I'd like to know a little bit more about him don't get involved with the locals yeah yeah that's i'm pretty sure that's empire protocol 101 yeah <laughs> rule number one we are dastardly we will we don't care so <laughs> don't get involved with the local wildlife yeah um i can i tell you what pissed me off to no sure. end yeah where did this white milk come from uh 
I think it's those like six horned goats. I don't care. That's not a Star Wars staple. It's got to be green <laughs> right. or blue. That's right. There is no in between. <laughs> there is no compromise. What in the world was that? I noticed it and I had to rewind because I was like, no, 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 no. That's not right. Yeah. Rewound. It was right. So what is up with that, JJ? That's messed up. Look more like not create this. Yeah, exactly. Look more like almond milk to me. That was a laugh. And I was like, somebody on set was like, if I have to drink this, you're making it almond milk. Damn it. That's, I was like, that's because that's what it looked like was Casey's like freaking almond milk that she puts in her cereal. That's like kind of cream colored. I was like, oh, God. yeah, I yeah, can't. That, that, that was a little bit like, wait a minute. Is this Star Wars? Are we still in Star yeah. Wars? Give me my blue or my weird green milk. And why is it not yeah. all up in everybody's beard running down their cheeks? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they know what the people want. Or I why, will say, yeah. I am impressed with the way their heist is unraveling. Yes. Or coming together, rather. Yeah. The plan, the steps. Mm-hmm all forming up quite nicely yeah and i like the the way that they drill cassian on it too like i mean it's like constant work on okay what about this what about this this is your distance here's the layout here's the scale so i i'm yeah i'm i'm liking the heist piece but there wasn't much about that group that i didn't enjoy Mm -hmm. that's fair um but yeah that, that whole thing seems very real to me where he's having to catch up on six months of recon mm-hmm. in three days. So yeah, asking constant questions, question this, question that. Um, and I do love how it all hinges on him because they have no idea how to load anything or how to drive anything. And they were still going to go through with this plan. Yeah. <laughs> That's... We would have figured out, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. He freaking died, dude. And that's, I laughed because I was like, okay, so now we understand why Luthen actually brought him in. This isn't an effective team. I mean, they are, but they aren't. Like, this isn't a team that gets the job done. They're a team that needs someone to show them how to actually get it done. And don't get me wrong, they've done some great work up until this point, but the actual pieces that this thing hinges on, they haven't. Like, I was blown away when they show him, they're asking that question, like, how do you tell the weight? And he's like, Wait, what? <laughs> Hold the phone. You don't even know how yeah. to. I was like, oh, God. what were you going to do without me? Yeah. <laughs> we would have figured it out. Okay. It's crazy. <laughs> I loved too, like when the dude like cuts the, the crystal off his neck and is like losing his mind. And then he admits it's for money or whatever. Like I loved what he was talking about where the day before is always too long. It sucks. Like everybody's freaking the out everybody's afraid like and i love that they tell him he's like i'm not afraid or you're afraid or something like that and he's like i am afraid dude like you're stupid if you're not like i love the realistic nature of nobody's cool enough that you're getting ready to do something on this scale this illegal and not have some fear right like yeah you're screwed if you're not afraid there are one or two butterflies flying around in your gut yeah, especially like you were saying on a long day of hiking beforehand where you have nothing else to distract yourself with except putting one foot in front of the other. I like, yeah, it'll eat you up. Yeah. Well, and he's just nothing to do but think like what's going to go wrong. Why did we, this guy actually hear? Is he going to betray us? Blah, 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 blah. So I love that he just made the call. He's like, I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm here. I'm here for money. I don't give a shit about your cause at this point. I'm here for money. 
And it's a good thing I'm here because you guys would be screwed without me. But you just need to know, here's the situation. I've done this before. You obviously have not. So, yeah. yeah. I like that. That was probably one of my favorite parts of the entire episode was that whole exchange where he's like, very real, very down to earth, very kind of, you know, take away the fantasy element of Star Wars mm-hmm. and they could be just, you know, robbing a bank. Yeah. Loved it. The other With thing. The quarterly that, payroll. Yeah. Which, exactly. Does the Empire really only give you a paycheck every quarter? Right. Because, dude, I would be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> that better be one hell of a big paycheck. When's next payday? 89 days away. Oh, boy. I hope they taught you how to budget there at the Empire. <laughs> The Imperial Academy. <laughs> Good God. Honestly, though. Yeah, that would be rough. So I'm hoping next episode is the heist. I would I, hope so. I, I feel like they can't postpone this any longer, even in a 12 episode season. Yeah. Especially because I feel like there's so much that has to come after this to get because I'm still not sold on Andor as like a freedom fighter at this point. Like. He's just a. He's in it for money. He's yeah, exactly. He's a merc. That's it. So, yeah, I'm intrigued there. I, I think it has to be because they were laying out. Because the other thing that I thought was an interesting take was these soldiers that like were talking to the lieutenant, going, "Look, you're going to destroy morale if you don't let people watch this. Like, this is the only reason people come to like are okay being assigned to this backwater planet is they get to see this." whatever thing that's basically it seems like some version of the aurora borealis right like only with little teeny microscopic meteors and then the atmosphere or whatever it is but i thought that was an interesting take too of like yeah we always look at the empire as this efficient though can't hit the broadside of a barn with a gun machine right but they're always in line and they're always doing their thing so it was really interesting to see that human side of it from that you know hey look they're having the same issues that any army any you know policing group or whatever it might be have right they're humans at the end of the day or they're people anyway so i thought that was an interesting take as well speaking of the eye if that is not visually like (laughs) over impressive i'm gonna be upset yeah, because they have led up to this being this crazy you know once in a lifetime event that happens every three years and I want them to pull out all the stops so that we get to see it. And if it is lackluster, I'll be upset. Yeah. Biggest bait and switch ever. Yeah, this thing better be pretty crazy in order to be the biggest distraction out there. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially because you're going to have all these people up on the parapet and watching as they come marching into this place. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it better be crazy cool. Really cool. Yeah. Better get out the good CGI. <laughs> Overall, though, I was, I mean, I don't want to say I was, like, super impressed with this episode, but I didn't mind it. Yeah. Like, it was a perfectly fine, for lack of a better term, filler episode or lead-up episode where we come to the next stage of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of makes sense because it took three episodes to get to that first climatic stage. Now we're took two episodes. Now hopefully the third one's going to be right in the same boat. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, I'm all right with it. Yeah, still. But there's also that nagging doubt that Disney's going to take too long to get somewhere and then rush the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm mm-hmm. concerned about that. And then it's going to be like, oh, you had all this time, right? I didn't need to see, you know, them March. You could have said it in a smaller, you know, cut of time. Yes. And when it them on Mothma story, we could have cut that out and done more of this storyline so that you don't have to rush at the end. That's yeah. my only concern. Oh, for sure. I'm with you. Like, I feel like right now, like I was saying, they, they, they want to have this, like, formula for how they're going to run these shows across the board. Marvel, all of them. They're little TV shows. And right now it feels like they haven't figured it out, so they're still experimenting, and they're giving all these showrunners this leeway. And I'm fine with that. But you also need to, like, you got to get down to the nitty-gritty. And I feel like they have a great blueprint, at least for Star Wars, with The Mandalorian. And I realized that in a strange mishap, Favreau kind of went weird with Boba Fett. But I think that's I think that comes more from the fact that they got away from Boba Fett's, like, known nature tried to change who and what he was albeit through some decent storytelling with the sand people but that's not what people want to watch Boba Fett for you've already introduced Boba Fett in the Mandalorian as this freaking skull crushing what he was right what we all wanted him to be so but for the most part Favreau and Filoni have done an amazing job with their storytelling with the Mandalorian and we've had everything from 25-minute episodes to 45-minute episodes with that show when it needs to be that way. If there's a piece of the story that needs to be told and it can be done in 20 minutes, they tell it in 20 minutes. If there's a piece of the story that needs 45 minutes, they go 45 minutes. And I think right now one of the big problems like that you can see with She-Hulk, you could see it with even Miss Marvel at times. You can see it now with this show in the last ep- this at least this episode probably the first three episodes if you want to go there too where it feels like oh well it's and or it's a character driven movie about some thoughtful stuff and they're not leaning into fan service for the most part which i appreciate but i feel like they're forcing 40 40 plus minutes when an episode like this could have been 30 and been great because it gives me what i need versus what you think i need now I will gladly walk my comments in this particular episode of our show backward if we get to episode 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and this Mon Mothma stuff pays off, the ISB stuff pays off. If there's something that what we've been watching in those little weird clips that feel unnecessary becomes very necessary, just like I did on some original Westworld series season, I'll walk back and go, that's on me. I did not have the vision that I thought I was going to have. Well played. Right now, it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere, though. That at least is get, that I'm going to care about. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you brought up The Mandalorian because a lot of those episodes were like one-shot episodes where they finished off. And there was only a few of them that were connected to the episode before and after them. Mm-hmm. But they could still tie in elements from those first previous episodes, but you didn't need them. And Andor feels like they're trying to tell a 12-episode long story. Um, and if you're going to do that, I need breaks in different spots because, like you were saying, if you cut this down to 30 minutes, it makes it a lot better. 
or if in this 45 minutes you get up to the heist, you get partway through the heist, and then you leave me on some sort of cliffhanger or some sort of hook Mm -hmm. in this overall story. But instead they're telling like 12 separate stories that are all connected in one big story. And so it feels all jerky and weird. And we have this awkward filler. Whereas with the Mandalorian and I mean, granted if they left us on a cliffhanger i'd be upset as everybody else (laughs) in this day and age about being left hanging but that's what shows used to do all the time absolutely they leave you on a cliffhanger because you had to wait a week and you were yeah that's how they got you back next week yeah we're back to waiting a week for stuff it's not all dumped on streaming platform every day so bring back something like that where you gotta wait or you know you get up to a climactic moment you know maybe their heist goes wrong but now we're gonna get that in the middle of next episode and it's going to end on some sort of weird, you know, flat line again versus mm-hmm. if you had made it go all the way up, they get caught. Something goes wrong with the plan. Now you're left on a hook for the next episode. Mm-hmm. And I would have been a lot. I'd, I'd be mad, but I also had been like, OK, I can get on board with this. Leave me hanging for something. Yeah. And I, I agree completely. That's a great way to to talk about this is that they're not they don't have to do. They're treating it like it's a, a dump all 12 episodes at once show versus we have to wait a week. You need to build that anticipation. I think, and as you were talking, I, my brain's going to, we had this really cool scene with, uh, I don't remember the character's name at the very end with, uh, Stellan Skarsgård's character, Luthen, uh, Luthen, which was a cool scene where he's like freaking out. He's got the radio playing and his little assistants like, look, you're not gonna hear anything tonight. You know, this, there's nothing you Stop can do. Being an idiot. Yeah. We're either screwed or we're not. And you will never know now until tomorrow. This time tomorrow, you'll know. You might as well stop worrying about it until then. I thought that was a great scene. Now, think about this for a minute. I'll intersperse with that okay. scene, right? We start with Luthen with the radio, and his assistant walks in, and then it cuts hard cut to the team getting geared up in their uniforms, right? That they're getting ready to walk into this facility. Then it hard cuts back to Luthen where we see the assistant asking, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this. This would have been dope as shit, dude. So you get, and then assistant's like, what are you doing? You said you were going to stop that an hour ago, that piece of it. Then you hard cut again to the team walking up to the front door, right? Then you hard cut back to Luthen giving his explanation of his worry, his concerns. Then you hard cut back to the team with the voiceover of his assistant giving the speech of, look, dude, there's nothing you can do about it until tomorrow this time. You need to let it go. We're in we're in it for in for a penny, in for a pound. We're screwed or we're not, and we won't know till tomorrow. So let it go. They walk into the door of the facility, the doors close, it hard cuts back to Luthen and his assistant walking out of the shop. I'm hooked. I'm ready for next week because I know shit's going to get crazy. I'm going to add one more element to your beautiful storyline. Yeah. As Luthen and assistant leave, you get the crackle on the radio or the phone rings or something like that after they leave. And then next episode, you know, you get Cassie and Andor's voice or something. The next episode, we get to see the heist in full. But you leave us on that hook of if you had just waited an extra 30 seconds, you know, he he would have heard the radio. He could have picked up. Maybe they do need help and he's got to speed down there. But, you know, he listened to his assistant. He went to bed. 
whatever it was. And now you got to wait and wonder, like, what's the reason? And uh-huh. then you could drop the, the reason they were calling was, hey, it's a success. Come pay me. Yeah. But you leave us on that hook of, oh, shoot, something went wrong. What went wrong? What are we going to find out? And mm-hmm. Then we have to wait. Mm-hmm. Dope. We should write this shit, dude. Right. And I think that's what Reigns of Power currently on Amazon is doing a really good job of. Yeah. Is leaving you with those cliffhangers and those hooks um, mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, shoot, it's Friday. I got to wait a whole nother week before I can watch the next one. Yep. Oh. Versus the way I'm feeling with Andor right now. It's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not working tomorrow, so I'm staying up late. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I cannot wait to watch freaking Rings of Power. Um, yeah. No, I'm with you. I think I, I think there's so many things that they could be doing. The Disney's just not. They're just being too straightforward, and they're hope they're they know people are gonna watch because of the content. It's Star Wars. It's Marvel. It's Disney. People are going to watch, but that goodwill is going to run out. If you don't make quality, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You can make a shit show here every once in a while. But if if the last, now I liked Miss Marvel, but She-Hulk and the one we did before Miss Marvel, which I don't even remember anymore. Moon Knight was before Miss Marvel. Oh, Moon I liked Moon Knight. That's fair. Okay, She-Hulk's just so bad that I'm trying to, I'm trying to portray, like, push my hatred of that show towards everything else. But... If you keep putting out freaking She-Hulk shit, and and so, you know the um, Boba Fett stuff, like you're gonna loot, you're gonna burn that goodwill. Um, so I worry. I hope that they figure out. Look, just find good writers, find good storytellers, let them do their thing. But exactly. all that said. I'm still optimistic for this show. I'm I'm into this show enough that I can forgive the the too long of an episode, too slow of an episode stuff. I, I'm in, and I, I have high hopes for what's coming. I just don't need to know any more about Mon Mothma. If they could get rid of Mon Mothma, I'd be perfectly content with this show because I just find no value with that right now. It was fun. Fair. Yeah. It's a good conversation. I like this. I I like this yeah. this talk to talk. Is here to get mad at us? Right. All right. <laughs> Uh, he'd be like, dude, we're 30 minutes in. <laughs> Love you, dude. Love you, dude. Um, yeah. I think we'll uh, we'll move on. we got some exciting uh, other episodes that we're going to record here in a minute, so we're looking forward to those. But uh, until then, Alec, you're replacing uh, Mattson and telling everyone where they can find us if they're not watching or when they're not watching live. And you just froze. That could not have come at a more perfect time. You're back. Was that me? Yeah. You okay. I was yeah. going to say, I was like, did you freeze or did I freeze? Oh, you did. That was, this was just too perfect timing. So, but Matson uh, is reaching through the internet. <laughs> yeah, he is livid. He's in his airport. He's in the airplane <laughs> going, how do I shut this shit down? <laughs> so first of all, guys, uh, thanks for tuning into our live show. We appreciate the support. Uh, leave us a like or comment as it really helps us grow the channel and let us know what you liked about it, what you, uh, you didn't like. We appreciate the feedback. Uh, if you missed us live, you can check us out next week at the same time at 5 p.m. Pacific time. 
uh, for Andor. And we also go live on Mondays at the same time for House of the Dragon and Reigns of Power currently. Uh, if you guys are enjoying our content and looking to support the podcast more directly, you can find us at Patreon to join our board of jurors and tell us what to watch. You unlock some special perks, uh, one of those being that you can choose something to make us review. Uh, a special thanks to our current patron, JJ Screaming Goats. You, sir, are a real prince. Um, and we are excited to keep releasing content for you guys. So let us know what content you like to see. We just recently had our largest download day ever. So once again, thank you for the listens and support. Uh, we are on every major podcast venue. So we are on Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Ghana, and even YouTube. So step by, stop on by and let us know if our verdict coincides with yours. Yeah. Mattson, you're fired. I, <laughs> I love you, dude, but you're, you've been replaced. I That was thorough and concise, and I got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the deciding push was. That's right. That's right. He knows how to stroke my ego. That's absolutely. <laughs> With that, and thank you for that, by the way. That was inspiring. Um, but yes, with that, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Whoa. Bye. Cinematic out. <laughs>